So I was like, okay, well, can I still do that without the $25 jade rollers? However, I do love a, a jade roller, right? I do love, you know, a mass bar. However, I do not need that, you know, to, to you know, to center myself. You know, I do not need that, you know, to find self-value and self-worth within myself. Welcome to Have a Map, where we take directions from our guests on all things career and life. Uh, I'm Mamadou Enjai, as you all know, the host. And today I have a great co-host, um, someone who has a unique eye um, in this world. And that's one of the reasons why she's a thriving intern at Demi Vent. So um alizé introduce yourself to the people say what's up well first thank you for that amazing introduction i really appreciate that it actually really goes to my heart but uh i'm alizé saitlin uh i am a dim events video and photo intern currently and a going to be a junior at a college studying photography and minoring in business nice and what school do you go to alizé so I go to Ringling's College of Art and Design. It's in Sarasota, Florida, and it's about, I would say, like 45 minutes south of Tampa because not many people know where Sarasota is, so Tampa would be the best way to identify it. See, having a map, directions, <laughs> I can see where that is now. Tampa, that's dope. Um, so one thing I always like to start off is, is what are you currently listening to? Give me like one artist that you're currently listening to. Me? Yeah. Apparently, right now, uh, I'm listening to Glass Animals. I really like them, actually, and they have an album coming out pretty soon. So they've been releasing a lot of, like, singles, and I've been waiting for this album to come out a while. I like a lot of, like, uh, lo-fi EDM and R&B, so I kind of like smoothing music the most. Right, okay. What's the, give me the name one more time. It's Glass Animals. Glass Animals. Okay, I'm going to check them out. I've been trying to diversify my music. So. I think you would really like them. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. And on to our guest for today, who we will be taking directions in. Skr, skr. I think that's going to be my sound effect. Skr, skr. My dear uh, friend and client and confidant we talk about a lot we've grown so much during this time uh mr felton kaiser let's give him a round of applause get that over. what's up felton hey hey thank you thank you for having me of course and tell us a little bit about yourself and and also give them context of where you are right now <laughs> what you need to do because this is real felton yeah so my name is felton kaiser I am a portrait photographer and the founder and creative lead of uh, Yes Off Kilter, also known as Off Kilter Media. Um, we are a independent um, uh, media company publishing house. And so I am outside of uh, the Sky Deck or the Willis Tower, the Sears Tower. Um, I have a shoot and, uh, a, you know, like 30 minutes or so um, uh, in collaboration with Black Archivists and Lollapalooza. Ooh. Sorry, I muted myself. Felton is out here. He's doing great things. Um, let's chat. What 
what what are you listening to? Because you always listen to some good stuff, right? Well, you know, I, I listen to so much music due to my job. Um, it's like one of our publications that we run is a music publication. So I'm constantly listening to music all the time. But something that's just been on repeat for me um, uh, has been the Chloe and Halley's um, uh, latest project, their first album, um, uh, Ungodly Hour. It's, it's honestly a beautiful, beautiful work of art. Love that. I actually listened to that joint one Sunday. You know, Sunday's my day of rest. But yeah, I listened to it. That was good. That was good. So we're going to just jump into it because, you know, time is of the essence for Felton today. Um, <laughs> and I think you'll, you'll like this question. But uh, our first question is always, how do you impact the world? How do I impact the world? You know, I would say that I impact the world by giving people in it options, um, uh, especially through the lens of uh, representation. Uh, and that, that, that is my answer, you know, like that is, is, that is what I do. You know, I, you know, it's like if I needed to sum it up, I would just say just navigating the world as I am, right? You know, I'm constantly impacting the world, but in terms of like tangible items, um, uh, yeah, I, I give people options, you know, I give them options, especially through the lenses of representation. Love that, love that. So, I guess on to the next question then, since you have not much time. Go for it. Uh, I guess, what is the currently uh, the day in your life? Like? What do you do day to day? I, I can tell right now you have a photo shoot, so guessing that's not every day though, so. Yeah, it's not. Um, uh, I don't have a day-to-day, -day. you know, my day-to-day -day does not look the same. Um, uh, you know, in terms of like work-wise, you know, it's like I run three publications and I have a staff of like 15, you know, and I'm also still a photographer, you know, on top of all of that. So my day-to-day -day changes, you know, um, I do whatever I need to do, you know, to make sure that our shift, you know, is running smoothly. Um, uh, but there are some, yes, I'm always, I'm always reflecting, right? You know, so reflecting is a part of my day-to-day. -day. Um, seeking gratitude is a part of my day-to-day. -day. Um, and pushing myself to be as creative as I possibly can is also something that's, you know, part of my day-to-day. -day. I love that. And I think one thing that, you know, the whole reason that we do this podcast is all about everybody has their unique direction that they're going in life, right? Nobody has a direct roadmap to how to get to where you need to be, right? So I want to pull it back a little bit and, and ask about your journey, right? After high school, um, as a Chicago native, what was that journey like for you? Yeah, so my journey was a pretty complicated one in a sense because I wasn't really sure what I was doing. Um, uh, so I did a bunch of stuff that I felt like I needed to do, that I should do. Um, uh, so that was going to three different universities and that I had no real business attending, right? Um, but it wasn't for the last university that I realized that this is just not 
the path that I should be on at that moment. You know, that I needed to find the thing that I was truly passionate about and start doing the work, you know, that truly moved me and to really just start stepping into my, you know, my purpose, my calling, and also trying to really understand what that was, right? And what that even meant, because that changed from when I was younger, right? That changed from when I was, when I started high school. Um, uh, so yeah, so it was just about trying and doing as much as I possibly could, you know, trying out these different ideas, trying out these different mediums of art until I found the thing that I really felt like I could not live without. And that's so fascinating, right? And as I was thinking about kind of like you talking, I don't know, did you ever have a, a internship during this time? Because I know a lot of people harp on the fact of internship, but to me, internship is just real life experience, right? So for you, was that a internship with the company or was that you just going through life and learning that direction? Sorry, guys. Um, uh, you know, I never did the internship route. I never once had an internship. Um, uh, okay, no, I did not have an internship. I had like an apprenticeship. Um, uh, that was the only thing that I will say that I did, but that kind of came after, you know, I was already in it. Um, uh, you know, because like the company I was working for, you know, they could not hire me on like full time. Um, so they had this apprenticeship program, but I literally just came and I helped this publication on for like, you know, like a few weeks out of the summer um, for one issue. And then, you know, I went on with my life. Um, I still don't, wouldn't even call that an apprenticeship, really. I would just call that freelancing. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I never had an internship. It was something that, it's like, I, I didn't have a lot of time. You know, I didn't have a lot of time because I also worked full time, um, you know, all throughout. Like, I, I got my first job when I was 14, right? And that was in, you know, like, leaving eighth grade going into freshman year. And then, you know, I worked throughout the school year. You know, I worked throughout the summer. When I got to undergrad, I had a job then. So it's like I was always working and then school, working and then school. And I just did not have space for an internship. Because, you know, I also just needed to make money, you know, so I could, you know, I was supporting myself. And so, you know, in order to navigate the world, you need to make money. So, yeah, um, I, I would have loved an internship, you know, I would have loved space to just explore, you know, um, but that just wasn't the situation that I was in. But I am very grateful, you know, for, you know, all of the numerous jobs that, that I've had. You know, I feel like I've worked, you know, every job, you know, in every industry. But here we are. I love that. And I feel like that's such a, a good perspective on internships, right? Because I think people take those things for granted. Um, and when I say those things for granted, I just mean life in general, right? That's all it is, is you're, experience what, you're experiencing what it would be like to be living in that career field, right? Or in that space. So thank you for sharing that. Alize, I'll let you take it from here. Well, okay. So uh, actually, if it was okay, I wanted to ask a question about, cause you were um, talking about how you jumped from college to college, trying to figure out 
what you want. And I know a lot of students nowadays struggle with figuring out what they want to do, especially right after they get out of high school because they're pressured to go into college. We talked about this a lot, even within my own internship saying, do you think taking a gap year or did you wish you took that gap year to figure out what you wanted to do? Would that have helped you figure out where you wanted to go? Or do you think going to college and doing photography, if you didn't go to college and figure out you wanted to do photography? Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, that is a fantastic question, right? It's, uh, you know, I often think about that. I often think about, you know, what my life would look like if I had a gap year. Um, uh, so I have a, a lot to say about that, right? So I do not regret not having a gap year. However, I would have loved the opportunity to experience what, you know, what I, I would have loved an opportunity to experience having a gap year, right? However, I hold no regret, you know, or remorse in my heart or in my spirit for not having that opportunity because I truly believe that everything that I had to go through, you know, um, uh, like it was all part of like God's plan, right? And uh, I'm very grateful for, you know, this journey and this experience. However, I would have loved that option. And I truly feel that everyone should have that option. It, I, it is very unsustainable to expect people to know exactly what they want to do. Right, because when do you really have that time to explore? When do you really have that time to actually, you know, navigate the world, you know, without school, right? Without the confines of school, you know, always on your mind. And I think that it is highly unsustainable. And I am just really excited to see what, you know, the world looks like for the next generation, especially coming out of school. Great answer. I completely agree. Um, I'm very lucky and fortunate enough, I guess, in my aspect that I knew I wanted to do something in arts since I was very young. So I know I wanted to pursue a career. I just know getting that advice and hearing what you had to say that definitely helps a lot of young ones figure out what they should do. Because I don't want a lot of, I have a lot of friends who go to college and then end up dropping out and waste that money and feel bad because they didn't know what they wanted to do or feel pressured. So hearing that definitely, I hope, helps the next generation think about what they really want to do instead of feeling like, oh no, regretting what they wanted to do. And so I guess going on to the next question, um, what are some things, especially during this time and like the pandemic and everything, um, you're doing for your self-care that could be like a bow bath, a face mask, some wine, just relaxing, like especially after a long day of work or um, to avoid even burnout for me. Definitely wine and some Netflix is like my go-to to like relax, but like, what are yours? You know, I have been trying to um, uh, get really good at minding my own business. I realized that that is something that has helped me a lot throughout this entire, you know, um, uh, pandemic, right, of COVID-19. Um, but also, you know, just with all of the, you know, uprising of, you know, Black Lives Matter, I'm just realizing that minding my own business is truly the epitome of radical self-care. No, I 
agree. I sometimes feel like even sometimes I start to care what other people think a lot or I let other people affect the way. And sometimes that really can really ruin the day. So I'm trying to even get better of just trying to mind, only care, like care about people I do close about, I'm close with, but also care about myself and not letting other people affect me or letting those type of thoughts run wild and ruin my day when I could be having one great day instead of one horrible thought that ruins it. Yeah, I think the other thing that I'm curious about, Felton, is for you to shed light on, how long did it take for you to get to currently where you are with self-care, right? Because I feel like that is a, I feel like we think of self-care as like, hey, this is this definite thing and this is just what I do. But I think there's so much progress that needs to be made to get to know where like, okay, this feels good and I can sit with this and it helps to recharge me, right? There's a lot of give and take and trying with that. So what was that journey like for you? How did you progress to where you are with that? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. You know, I, like many folks, you know, started navigating the space of self-care through the lens of capitalism. Um, so that was, that was brunch, you know, that was the bottomless mimosa, you know, that was the going, you know, to like the face bars and doing all the face masks, right? You know, I was like, oh yeah, in order for me to care about myself, I then have to buy more things, you know, and also really expensive things, right? But it wasn't, I, I want to say it wasn't until like last year, honestly, when I was like, oh, wait, this literally is capitalism. Um, I do not need to participate in that. You know, me buying a $25 J roller does not, you know, automatically equate to me feeling better, you know. Um, uh, but I had to start thinking about what was I feeling, you know, when I was, you know, at the mass bar, right? Like, what was I feeling when I was, you know, drinking like two bottles of rosé, you know, or, you know, on my 10th glass of bottomless mimosa, right? And think about what that felt like and why that brought me so much joy, you know? And I also come back to minding your own damn business, right? Because I was like, when I'm out and about with my friends, you know, at all the brunches, all the mimosas, like, I'm not caring about anything else. You know, I am existing, you know, with the people around me you know, and I am present in that space. When I'm at the mass bar, only thing I'm thinking about, you know, is, you know, putting this oatmeal mass on my face, right? I'm not thinking about anything else. And so I was like, okay, well, can I still do that without the $25 jade rollers? However, I do love a jade roller, right? I do love, you know, a mass bar. However, I do not need that, you know, to to, you know, to center myself, you know, I do not need that, you know, to find self-value and self-worth within myself. No, that makes so much sense. And I feel like that's where we get wrapped up in that. Cause some of that can just lead to like, I don't know. I think everybody's different, but like, for me, I think some of that, you can just do these brunches and all that stuff and not, you're really exhausted by the end of the week, right? And that could be your Sunday fun day, but then when you got to work on Monday, you're tired and you're trying to figure it out. Um, one key thing that I wanted to pick up or, or really talk about from, from what you talked about was being present in the moment, right? Um, and with that identity and that sense of being present in the moment, um, how does that affect your working style? 
Yeah, so there's absolutely no way that I can successfully do my job if I'm not present, you know, if I'm not existing in the moment, right? Like, I am a portrait photographer. You know, I, you know, I often say, you know, for, I guess, like, category-wise, you know, I'm a minimalist portrait photographer, right? Because it's literally me and the person or persons that I'm shooting, you know, in the, the space that we're in, right? But the people, you know, are the only thing that really matters to me you know, in that moment. So I have to be present. You know, if I'm not present, then I'm not going to do my job successfully, right? Um, and then even thinking about the work, you know, with all the publications, it's like we are sitting down in person or via Zoom uh, chatting with people about their lives, you know, chatting with them about the things you know, that, you know, influences them, right? Things that, you know, make them cry, things that, you know, bring them joy. And uh, how can I, you know, ask someone to give me all of that and be vulnerable if I'm also myself not being present and vulnerable as well? I think it's actually really good, uh, good answer-wise, because I know a lot of people, especially me, when I started out photography, I'd always have to, every when I was shooting, I'd think of what the next photo would look like or what I would need to do next instead of focusing on what's happening right now. And sometimes that makes me go way too fast in a shoot and I regret it and I wanna go back and reshoot some things or fix some things and stuff like that. So it, I feel like it definitely thing that takes time and I should be more present on what I'm shooting currently instead of focusing on what's gonna be happening next. Um, but focusing on what's currently happening right now, what are some uh, current projects you're working on right now other than maybe that shoot you're doing right now, but what are some other things you're currently working on project-wise? Yeah, so what was it? Two days ago, I released um, uh, a brand new zine. Um, uh, it's about 16 pages, about six by nine, um, and it's all photography of my one friend, Ben, Tr ben Trotter, sorry. Um, uh, and so I just released that, so I'm super excited for people to digest that um, and give me the feedback on it, you know, from the previews that I've showed, people seem to be really into this zine. Um, it's, I mean, I'm super excited, also a little bit nervous because this is the first time that I'm actually, you know, like putting out like my photography work, you know, on its own, you know, and not within the context of a publication in a sense. So it's like 16 pages of just all of my work, no words, just pure imagery. I'm super excited to introduce, you know, you know, Ben Trotter, like I'm calling it the Trotter Zane because his name is Trotter, but I'm excited to, you know, release more of these, right? I feel like this is a great first step for me in terms of like, you know, selling my prints. Um, uh, so like selling my photographs as prints because I've never printed my work before in that sort of capacity. So this zine is like a wonderful first step. And then, you know, I run through publications and we produce new content all the time. So that's always going. But this, you know, as a photographer, you know, like the photography side of my life, I'm super excited for this. I say I saw your work recently and I loved it. I loved how beautiful it was. It was just so simple and elegant. And that's a really, that's a style I love. I just love just showing really raw beauty in this photography that I want to even do, to be honest. Like I've done a series where I, showed my stretch marks and the acne and just being raw with the camera and not really 
doing too much, but these photos I saw recently, they were just beautiful and just so simple and just elegant, but they were so strong. I don't know how to like explain it. Just, it spoke to me really a lot, to be honest, your work. Um, so I guess uh, one question, cause I know you're probably having to do a shoot uh, soon. I wanted to ask two advice questions, one for two different types of like career photography people. One that's people who are just starting out, maybe photographers who are starting out, like what's advice you would give to them as well as photographers going into a the career field, like getting ready to start working within uh, businesses or getting ready to graduate and stuff like that, or really more advancing into the, to the work. Um, uh, well, thank you so much, you know, for the compliment. Um, uh, yeah, you know, we just, I called them to the studio and I was like, let's just shoot some stuff. And uh, they were just like, let's do it, right? But it's like that, I feel like I was able to do that because of uh, the trust that Ben has, you know, in me, but also my work. And that's something that's really important, right? It's like being able to connect with the people that you shoot and not just looking at them as subjects, you know, not solely looking at them as like, hey, you have this quirky little thing about you. Let me, you know, essentially like, um, uh, I don't like just like not looking at people with through the lens of like being exploitative. You know, I think a lot of time, a lot of portrait photographers like navigate that space and that's where it's like, it gets like very toxic and kind of weird. But, you know, I would tell a photographer who's just starting out or a photographer who's maybe just about to start, you know, working with clients, I would, you know, my advice would honestly be a question, right? Hold on a second. It would be, why are you doing this? You know, it's like, why are, like, why are you doing this? You know, and, and, and I feel like when you ask someone that question, they are able to figure out what that this is, right? Um, uh, and like that, that is, that, that honestly, I, I can't think of anything else I would ask like, okay, why are you doing this? You can do anything else in the world, why this, right? Even when you think about a photographer who's about to maybe step into doing more client work, why are you doing this and potentially not something else, right? Um, uh, I think the why is really important because I, cause you can have all the skills, right? You can be the most uber-talented person in the world, but if you do not understand that why, you know, then... Uh, Nothing else matters. That's some great advice. You know, I, I love to stress the why, right? That is, that's my favorite thing. Why are you doing this? Why are you existing? Um, why did you come up with this idea, right? Because a lot of people don't exist in that why, right? They kind of just do it because, oh, this person did it, or I saw this, or I saw this. And that's where, for me, things get problematic and people are just trying to just do something and you don't really see a full effort um, and, and really like enthusiasm and emotion and passion for that. So I, I just wanted to say, I love that. I gotta say, I love that question. I have like a love-hate relationship with that question so much. I love, like I used to hate it because going to art school, we're always asked that why, why we want to do this project, why we want to do this certain thing. My teacher asked me why every single time, even if I give him like a straight answer, he'll continue to ask me why to be able to get into the deeper meaning of why I want to do a certain project or why I want to focus on a certain thing. And 
I used to hate it, but I've come to really appreciate that question um, because it's really pushing me on and made me really realize what I want to do with my work and really what I want to focus on instead of just shooting pretty things. Pretty things are pretty. They're nice, I won't say, but I want to have more of a purpose and a meaning behind my work instead of just having photos that look good, you know. But okay, and so I, I, I'm going to challenge that by saying, okay, so I actually have a lot to say about that because I also went to fine art school. I went to the School of the Artists Institute of Chicago, right? One of the best schools, you know, in the country, right? However, it's like I was always met with that why, right? Because I, my work has always been uh, like driven by aesthetics, but has always had like a fashion connotation, air quote. Um, uh, and, you know, people would always just like, oh, but why? You know, why? And I'm just like, I mean, because it's beautiful, you know, because I want to see beautiful things, right? It's like, you know, like, and, and it's like, sure, sure, I can go into this really deeper meaning about, you know, how when I see Black people portrayed in media, it's not always in the lens of beauty, right? It's always, for the most part, and, you know, through the lens of oppression, right? And, and you know, and, and, and I could give people that, right? I can give people all of that, you know, those like deeply, you know, rooted messaging. However, I am also a firm believer that, that, you know, if I just want to do something because I think it's beautiful, there should never be any sort of, you know, hesitation or pushback because what's wrong with beautiful things? You know, what's wrong with wanting to put out something that is solely beautiful, right? Because like, who doesn't like beautiful things? Everybody does. Because if we did not, like, we would not invest in skyscrapers, right? It's like, can somebody really tell me the purpose of a skyscraper? Like, you know, like, how many purposes of a skyscraper, right? More compactful, great. But what else? They're fucking beautiful to look at, right? They're absolutely gorgeous. And, like, that should be enough, right? Um, uh, but then, in addition to that, I, you know, the question of why, right? I think you know, a lot of people do not want to give uh, I don't know, you know, um, it's credit. I don't know is an answer. You know, it may be not the answer that you're looking for, but that is an answer. That is a response to a question, and I don't know is really valid. And I think that when you have something like art, right, it's like I don't really know. However, I want to take, you know, this mode, I want to take photography to explore, right, to find out that answer. Um, because like, we don't know everything. And I think that, you know, when, when, you, when we ask people why, and they say, oh, I don't know, we want to discredit them, right, for not being ready, for, you know, not being serious. But it's like, what if I just don't know yet? And how else am I going to find that answer if I do not explore? And I think that also goes back to the thinking of gap year, right? It's like, I don't know what the hell I want to do. You know, that is an answer but maybe I need to explore, or maybe I don't need to explore, right? Maybe I always have an answer for you, but I think expecting people to always have an answer is unsustainable, and uh, it's, it's unsustainable and also unreliable, right? Because then you have people just making up stuff. You have people just making up shit, you know, just to, you know, because they don't want to be met or labeled, you know, with someone who doesn't know anything, right? Because we look at people who don't know things as like lesser than human beings. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that's that's a very interesting concept, right? 
And it ties back to what you were talking about earlier, right? Living in the moment, right? Because it sometimes is okay to say, I don't know, I'm just trying this, right? I would then again argue that you do know why, because you're trying it. You see what I'm saying? So maybe the why is a question of intrigue, right? Maybe the why is a, I just kind of want to see how it is. And I think that's where you have to be okay with sometimes having a question be an answer to your question, if that makes sense. I wish I was kind of told this answer in my school right now, which you're my teacher currently right now, making me appreciate this answer a lot. I wish I was told this more instead of always feeling pressured. Yeah, like knowing, being told current, like constantly why, 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 why over again, because you get a burnout from that question a lot, or you just feel like you sadly say bullshit answers until they accept one. And I wish I was told that instead of being questioned so many times why. That would have been something, as a creative, I would have really appreciated. I think you're spot on. And to kind of wrap things up, I just want to say thank you so much, Mr. Kaiser. Um, he has a lot of names. I think his, his brand name is Kaiser right now. Uh, I'm very thankful for Felton being a, a dear friend of mine. We don't get, I oh, actually, no, this is episode three, episode four, episode four, episode four. So episode four of uh, Got a Map. Uh, and I'm super thankful for it, that we got directions from Felton today. Skr, skr. Um, and we will keep it going. Felton, any last words you want to impart on the people before you go shut down this Lollapalooza shoot? Yeah, you, you know, I, um, uh, so about a few weeks ago, Tracy Ellis Ross, the icon, was on Instagram Live with, you know, someone, and um, and she said, you know, what other people think of me it's none of my business. But also what I think of myself sometimes is also none of my business. And I really just want people to, you know, marinate that, you know, let that sit overnight, maybe for like a week or so, and just really try to digest whatever that means to them. Because I do think that's really important, right? And I think it also goes back to minding your own business, right? Because sometimes what you think of yourself is also not your business. And, uh, and, and I think that is something that, that is really hard for me to even, you know, like navigate myself because one, I am my own boss, right? It's like, I'm my own boss, but I'm also the boss of 15 other people as well. And so I will say that is something that I, you know, I find difficult, but also it's like being a photographer and pushing out content. It's like, sometimes I just have to do things and not think too much about it. Because if I was really thinking about this Trotazine, I probably would have sat on it for like a year. I have a book that I've been sitting on for like three years now, right? And you know, Mama Duke can speak to that. It's like, I'm always just like, I don't think it's the right time. What if people don't like this? It's like, uh, I'm like, what are people gonna think of me when they see this? And uh, you know, and I'm trying to realize that, you know, that's also not in my business. So here we are. Thank you all so much for having me. I. I'm um, so excited. I feel like this is like a great kind of like
pep talk <laughs> before the shoot. Um, I'm a little bit afraid of heights, but I'm going to the top of the, the Willis Tower to do this shoot. So I'm going to figure it out. I love that. And, and take some pictures for us so we can see it. We're going to add it to the end of the episode because that would be dope. Uh, but yes, thank you for having this conversation. Thank you, Alizé, for being an amazing co-host and coming with some great questions and some great transitions. Um, be safe right now with still quarantine, mask on all day, like my brother Future would not say. Um, but everybody, have a great rest of your evening, daytime, wherever you might be listening to this. We are out. Peace. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.